Aspirus, passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. If you suffer from moderate to severe heartburn, referred to as gastroesophageal reflux disease, or GERD, and you've tried other medicational interventions, your surgeon may have recommended laparoscopic anti-reflux surgery to treat the condition. My guest today is Dr. Michael McAllister. He's a general surgeon with Aspirus Keweenaw Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. McAllister. So let's start by giving a working definition of GERD for the listeners. So gastroesophageal reflux disease, or or more commonly known as heartburn, has to do typically with a a malfunction of the natural barrier to things coming up from the stomach and making their way back into the esophagus. We call that the the gastroesophageal junction and the the ligaments and muscles around it. When uh, somebody is having problems with heartburn or reflux that can relate to a symptomatic hiatal hernia, which is to say that the top of the stomach and the GE junction has slipped above the breathing muscle or just malfunction of the ligaments around the hookup between the esophagus and the stomach. If somebody does suffer from heartburn or GERD, what are some of the first lines of defense that you would say that they usually try before they come and consider surgery? So if, if a person is suffering from uh, heartburn, it's important that we first exclude a bacterial infection called H. pylori as a cause for the complaint uh, because that's something that people can suffer with for many, many years, and it's also a, a risk factor for gastric uh, cancer. So when we find that, it's typically very easily treated with the right medication. But uh, if somebody's symptoms are not being caused by that infection, we typically start with a low-dose acid-lowering medication, such as an H2 blocker or a proton pump inhibitor. Uh, And if that doesn't help things, we'll gradually increase the dose and see if that works better for them. So if patients don't respond well to lifestyle changes or medications, or if they don't, you know, if their medications are becoming too much of a strain on them, then when do you recommend surgery? And tell us about some of the anti-reflux surgery available out there. So if someone's having severe symptoms of heartburn or reflux more than once a week, uh, typically we'd want to move forward with an upper scope. Uh, to clarify where the reflux is coming from. Again, it can relate to a a bad hiatal hernia, uh, and uh, we'd also want to look for gastritis and ulcer disease uh, because that can sometimes play a contributing role. And as you hinted to before, lifestyle uh, modifications are probably one of the most important things that we can uh, start with with respect to treatment of heartburn and reflux. Uh, And the key ones that we tend to focus on are alcohol intake, nicotine intake, and to a degree, obesity. Uh, After we've gotten the upper scope out of the way, that can help us plan uh, what and if there is anything that we can do uh, to help a patient surgically. Uh, Laparoscopic missing fundoplication is an option for certain patients with heartburn refractory to medication management and lifestyle changes. And as you also into people who are unable to or unwilling to take their uh, daily acid medications. What we're offering uh, uh, at Aspirus right now is probably the next step forward from laparoscopic misinfundoplication. There was an explosion of of all kinds of different devices for what they called natural orifice surgery in the early 2000s. 
Uh, and one of those devices was the TIP, or the Transoral Incisionless Fundoplication. There were a bunch of other similar things that came out around the same time, and the TIP is the one that has really shown that it is effective and safe with respect to management of reflux in certain people. Uh, not everybody's a candidate for it, but the TIF has certain advantages uh, when compared to Nissen fundoplication. Uh, a Nissen uh, tends to result in a tighter wrap or a tighter valve than the, uh, than the TIF would, and there's a decent incidence of side effects after a Nissen fundoplication. Specifically, about 65% of patients with a Nissen will complain of some sort of gas bloaty type symptoms after a year. Almost all of those patients will resolve their symptoms within a few months, but for the ones that continue to have problems, those problems can be quite bad for them. Uh, the advantage of the TIF is that it's a gentler procedure. Uh, we can use it on older, more frail individuals who might not be a candidate for a more invasive surgery. Uh, and the incident of gas bloat and those kinds of symptoms is very close to none. Uh, and the data has shown that it's effective and safe for the treatment of reflux disease. Specifically, uh, anywhere from 70 to 90 percent of patients will have almost complete resolution of their symptoms at one year. Uh, and uh, that, again, depends on whose data set that you look at. The newer data sets reflect numbers closer to the 90 percentile. And that is what our numbers are starting to pan out here in Aspirus, Kiwana, and uh, Iron River. So if you perform the TIF, is this something that's now permanent? Are there some long-term studies that show that this isn't something that's going to come back or have to be redone? So the, the TIF has uh, been around for somewhere close to 10 years or so. Uh, and there we have now a six-year long-term data that, again, reflects... Um, uh, a cure rate of somewhere on around 90%. Um, sometimes, as with anything we can do, or we may have to go back and, and do revision, but that is quite infrequent. The beauty of the TIF procedure is that the revision, when it needs to be done, can be done endoscopically, typically, or with a gastroscope uh, without the need for a more invasive surgery. Uh, for patients who have a large hiatal hernia, over two centimeters or so, uh, we can sometimes combine a surgical repair of the hiatal hernia with the TIF procedure. With any kind of reflux or anti-reflux surgery, it's very important to get the hookup of the esophagus to the stomach below the breathing muscle. So if part of the primary problem is a hiatal hernia, uh, we need to do something about that, and that would involve a laparoscopic hiatal hernia repair, which is something that we're also offering at Aspirus Iron River. So if somebody's had the Nissen or the TIF, then do they have to, is there still medicational management that goes on? Is there, do, are they done with their medications? And what lifestyle modifications or changes would you like them to be aware of post-procedure? Uh, so part of uh, going through an anti-reflux procedure or a surgery of any kind is to have the right goals in mind. Not everybody is going to be able to come off all of their acid suppression medications. There are some people for whom we consider going from once daily to, or, or, or going from twice daily to once daily or, or less frequently or sometimes only when they're having symptoms, acid medication administration is considered to be a reasonable goal. 
Uh, most patients that we see tend to come off their, their medications altogether, but yes, there are some that may still, still need medications for symptomatic relief, especially if they eat the wrong thing. Uh, the most important uh, thing with respect to lifestyle modification uh, is, again, avoid nicotine, alcohol, and uh, if you are someone who suffers with obesity, to, to do your best to, to lose weight and, and stay at a healthy weight. And what would you like them to know about your team at Aspirus Keweenaw? And if they're considering gastroesophageal reflux surgery, what would you really like to tell them? Wrap it up for us, Dr. McAllister. So the anti-reflux program that we're offering right now is being offered in concert with Aspirus Iron River. Uh, Dr. Fanus over there has a similar interest in these kinds of uh, treatments and procedures as I do, and he's done a tremendous amount of work setting up a streamlined, efficient process uh, and really a program for diagnosing uh, and treating uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease. We're in the process of uh, bringing that same formula here to Aspirus Keweenaw. Uh, at some point in the next four or five months, we should be able to offer the whole process from start to finish right here. Uh, but the main point is that now we have a way to treat this kind of a problem definitively and surgically in people who uh, have persistent symptoms or who are unable for whatever reason to take medication. Thank you so much, Dr. McAllister, for being with us today. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to Aspirus.org. That's Aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.